0: and welcome back to give me the creeps with abby and daniela hello hello so we have some breaking news some tragic news from my corner of the world um around here Owasso, oklahoma
1: oh i do know what you're talking about
0: It is devastating and a lot of people are outraged, rightfully so, but the bottom line here is we're going to be respectful because a child has died. And that is the bottom line of anything that we're about to discuss here. I am not one to be questioned about... I'm an ally to the LGBTQ plus non-conforming, non-gender conforming community but i do Mm -hmm. not speak for them i cannot speak for them i just stand with them and hope that the advocates that come forward know what they're doing because this is just getting out of hand yeah things are still being investigated so of course there's always that one asshole in the comments um while people are still grieving a friend a child um they're you know well who started the fight well i don't think this is the republicans fault like Come on, oh guys. Oh my God.
1: Yes, Let's that not is
0: be stupid here. Um, if you can't connect the dots yourself, you know, go to Google on your own time and don't come to a community that's mourning um, mm. their loss. So, with that being said, I'm just going to read from what I feel is the, the latest report on this investigation on abcnews.go.com, Oklahoma non-binary students' death after in-school fight, not a result of trauma, police say. The student was identified as non-binary by their parents. Investigators in Owasso, Oklahoma are investigating the death of a non-binary student one day after a physical altercation with other students. On Wednesday, Owasso police shared an update on the ongoing investigation and noted that a complete autopsy was performed ...on the student by the medical examiner. Police said the autopsy did not indicate that the student died as a result of trauma. Preliminary information from the medical examiner's office is that a complete autopsy was performed and indicated that the decedent did not die as a result of trauma, Owasso police said in a statement on Facebook. Owasso police noted further comments on the cause of death are currently pending until toxicology results and other ancillary testing results are received. The official autopsy report will be released at a later date, police added, so we will be updating on that. But once again, the point is, is that a child has died, so people are coming up with their own theories on of course what's going on here but it's it's mm-hmm. just also sad so there are conflicting reports regarding the student's name and the gender identity and they are believed to be a part of the transgender and gender non-conforming community the student was identified to be 16 year old next benedict by their mother in an interview with The Independent. The student's mother, Sue Benedict, told the news outlet that Nex and another student had gotten in a fight with three older girls in the bathroom. It is not yet clear if their gender identities had a role in the altercation. Nex had experienced several months of bullying from students, according to Sue in The Independent. Police said an Owasso high school student died on February 8th, a day after a physical altercation between the student and others at the school took place. Police have not publicly identified The victim. According to police, the teen and their family reported the altercation at a local hospital where the student was taken following the incident. A school resource officer responded to the hospital. To take the report. In a statement on the school's website, school officials said students were in the restroom for less than two minutes and the physical altercation was broken up by other students who were present in the bathroom at the time along with a staff member who was supervising outside of the restroom. And thank goodness there was a supervisor outside yeah. of the restroom. Um, a neutral party, if you will. Um, according to the police... Well, we would hope... We would hope, but I I really feel that a lot of these people are assuming the person who passed is the, is like they picked the fight and that's not the fucking, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's not the fucking point here. So according to police, the student was rushed back to a hospital the next day. So they were, they went to the hospital the first day and some people are blaming the hospital for releasing the child. And so the next day when they went back, they were rushed back and that's when they passed away. So where the student was pronounced dead. Officials say they are investigating the incident and will be interviewing school staff and students over the course of the next two weeks. The findings will then be submitted to the Tulsa County district attorney's office for prosecution review. Officials say it is not known at this time, if the death is related to the incident at the school or not, the state medical examiner's office will determine the final cause and manner of death. Next mother, told The Independent that they had experienced several months of bullying from students and it followed a state legislative policies that targeted the transgender community. In recent years, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt has signed bills that required students to use bathrooms that matched the sex they were assigned at birth, citing safety, banned the use of non-binary gender markers or IDs, restricted gender-affirming care, and banned transgender girls from participating in girls' sports, citing fairness. In a post on GoFundMe, Sue Benedict added, We are sorry for not using their name correctly. Oh, because yes, that's the other issue that happened Um, and as parents we were still learning the correct forms please do not judge us as next was judged please do not bully us for our ignorance on the subject next gave us that respect and we are sorry in our grief that we overlooked them local lgbtq organizations are calling for accountability against those who have promoted anti-transgender rhetoric which some speculate may have contributed to the attack on next and the other student the assault on next is an Inevitable result of the hateful rhetoric and discriminatory legislation targeting Oklahoma trans youth, said groups Lambda Legal, the American Civil Liberties Union, and the ACLU of Oklahoma in a joint statement. We are deeply troubled by reports the school failed to respond appropriately to the altercation that preceded Nex's death and demand a thorough open investigation into the matter, the statement read. ABC News has reached out to Owasso School District for comment. While we continue to piece together the full story, we wanted to reach out to our community, grappling with this horrific harm and the grief we all share as we reflect on the growing anti- 2SLGBTQ plus sentiments our youngest community members are facing more often, said Advo- Advocacy Group Freedom Oklahoma. Anti-LGBTQ violence has been on the rise in recent years, according to law enforcement researchers, coinciding with growing anti-LGBTQ sentiment from conservative politicians. Activists say they hope Nex is remembered for more than their tragic death. Nex loved rock music and often bonded with others over banging, said Freedom Oklahoma in a statement. Nex was unfailingly kind and always searched for the best in people. Um, and that is from ABC News. So I am heartbroken that people have to say, what if this was your child? Because this was still some someone you know, yes. it should not have to come down to what if this was your child, these, the nurse that was at the ho- the school, the principal, um, they said that they came on their own accord. So the, the three girls that were fighting next in the bathroom went to the principal's office. No idea what kind of repercussions they received, because apparently that's like a privacy policy that they won't share any kind of a disciplinary mm-hmm. action. And on top of that, Um, They didn't call an ambulance or write a report on site like in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it really does make you wonder, is it because they were different? Is no one caring enough about these children because of how they think of them or what they think? And they shouldn't have these jobs. Yeah. This world is changing regardless of how we feel or what policies we are you know advocating for and you have to be a human being when you're put in these places of power with kids. Yeah. It's so harmful whether a child from that community harms themselves or is harmed by another person, it is it all is coming down to the hatred that is feeding into that they're feeding into with these policies and these yes. excuses. And it's just not right. It's just not right. I completely um, agree. And these people are pro-life, really.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Until until the kids are making their own choices and they don't agree, is that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just makes me sick. Really, it it makes my stomach just turn thinking about what this family is going through and and their friends. Um, I just I had to start out with that because that is the latest. Um. And just the most tragic thing that's going on and and in my corner of the woods, it's just so embarrassing. Like I've known for a while that Oklahoma mm. does not care about what they call liberal pornographic graphic material of any kind, including whatever the LGBTQ community has to offer, because apparently it's all like evil or something. Um and it's not. And mm-hmm. we need to get over that. And we need to not be silent when we overhear somebody say something. Ask them, why do you think that? Have you ever met someone in that community? Is, did they do something wrong to you? Why are you so ugly about... Mm-hmm. We, ha- they, like, we have evolved. They absolutely
1: cannot hate. stand it. Like, it's so, the they hate South- people
0: being free and being themselves. Yeah. The I really South think that's what it comes down to.
1: One of the most dangerous places to be...
0: Right. Mm -hmm.
1: Anything other than a Christian-loving Republican. (sighs) You know what I mean? Right.
0: And so when something bad happens, it's like, oh, they're not going to do everything they can. You know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Oh,
0: God. It's Mm -hmm. just its awful. So um, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry to that community, and we have to do better. We are evolved enough to know what's right and what's wrong. We can no longer just sit here and act like just let people be and if they don't agree with me because this is where it's harmful and this is and these girls that attacked we don't know the the situation but the fact that next was bullied for months like yeah. nothing was done until it was too late and yeah and she- how
1: do you know that that wasn't even if if <sighs> they were the person that started it started or whatever it like you have and, no idea if it finally was the last straw
0: and girls really girls beating on a non-conforming gender student like that doesn't that makes even less sense to me that even the girls are being so hateful because if next was in the boys bathroom i can i can't imagine what would happen mm-hmm. then either and that breaks my heart just as just as well and so I don't know what the solution is. I don't know if we need a third bathroom with a supervisor inside to make sure everyone's okay or what, because if children are learning this kind of behavior from home or from the public or from TikTok or whoever, mm-hmm. it's just not okay. Like they're putting hands on each other like this. It was a 16 year old child and and the parents did ask to not be guilted or shamed, but even they dead named their child and that's their child. So on the GoFundMe, if y'all find it the name is not correct and the pronouns are not correct. And they're asking for a little bit of grace, which they have mm-hmm. to get because they're grieving. And so we have to respect that. But even then it's like, how alone did next feel with this whole situation? No one cared enough to protect them. And that's just the bottom line here. Mm-hmm. So, so starting off with that, I just wanted to apologize to that community and, and say that we, we need to just do more because it's just not okay. And it's just horrible. So there's going to be a lot of protesting. There's going to be a lot of people donating money. That GoFundMe has already made way more than what they were asking, and the I'm parents so claim that it's going to go towards the funeral costs as well as the community that um, to allow people to be themselves. That's what uh. the mom said. So they're gonna. They say they're gonna donate to the community. So I I hope they they do they do that because. It's just, it's, it goes even further than not fair. Like I can't, there's just no words. So to move things right along, um, before I cry, because it's just so horrible, um, rest in peace, rest in power next. And I'm sorry that everyone failed you because that shouldn't have happened like at -hmm. all. I wanted to take a moment to welcome new listeners and welcome back loyal listeners who come back for our discussions of the dark and mysterious, as well as the general true crime material we cover. We know that um, new listeners want newer stories because they've probably exhausted their their usual podcasts mm-hmm. with um, the big stories being covered thoroughly. So I'm trying something new lately where I take some, some newer stuff that doesn't seem to be Covered lately, and I um, put them together. So I have a few different things here once again. Mm-hmm. And some listeners don't have a very long attention span, so this might work for those individuals. Um, <laughs> require shorter segments if you're, you know, multitasking. Fear not, this type of episode is for you, and feel not shame. Be greeted with open arms. And for those of you who are like me and save tabs and tabs of Google searches mm-hmm. and articles mm-hmm. that you swear time to read fear not i will read some of those articles for you and name the source so as not to discredit anyone we are um into talking with one another and giving a general rundown on what's been made public very loose research at uh, at a time so bear with us and i think you'll like what you hear if you stay and if not if we're not for you thank you for giving us a try and uh hey come on no hard feelings thanks for trying
1: <laughs> see you wow. later
0: so, um, so that being said, I'll be trying more current things and welcome you and welcome back, former listeners. As time goes, maybe more information will be known. As of now, I believe I have everything that's currently online and public information that won't avect- affect investigations. So that being said, I'm going to start with a story out of Austin, Texas. Shout out to friends who have messaged us about uh, news that they want discussed here. I believe our friend Megan... Told us about the potential serial killer. Yes. Um, not to, not to get excited, but at the same time, it's like, what, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, a new, a uh,
1: serial killer in this day and age. If it is, is. a
0: nightmare, I, right? Because how? So, exactly. so that is what I'm going to. I'm going to touch on a few of those bases that you just previewed so that makes perfect sense so lady bird lake a gorgeous scenic area of downtown austin texas has been reported some morbid news lately yet it's not covered enough this may be a safety hazard if there's an active serial killer in the area as several bodies have been found Mm -hmm. the latest of the information known will be shared here today so i'm taking us over to um fox7austin.com over the last year into this into this year, a total of six bodies have been recovered from Lady Bird Lake. According to Austin Police, no foul play has been found. Five bodies of men last year and this month a woman's body. Some speculate it's for sure foul play. Others claim having too much of a substance may have led to these individuals falling into the lake and washing up weeks later. Mm. This summer, the city plans to add nearly $1 million in cameras and lighting to the lake in response to the deaths. This may shine a light on what's been going on here. So let me open the article. And this is from February 11th of this year, 2024. Austin, Texas concern is growing along Ladybird Lake. Last year, five men were found dead in the water a little over a month into the new year. The body of a woman was discovered as well. This can't be a coincidence, said Brandy Smith, who lives in Austin. I was born and raised here in Austin. I have spent my whole life here and it has never been an issue like this until the last few years. Ladybird Lake... In downtown Austin is the center of several death investigations where multiple bodies were found lifeless, five last year and one this year. According to Austin police, there has been no foul play in any of these cases. Some residents are not convinced. They need to get to the bottom of it, Smith said. I think there is foul play. People aren't just falling into the lake. I've heard different things. I hear it is drunk people, but that can't be the case for all of these people. Others believe police are properly investigating the cases. It might not have been foul play involved. It could have been something as simple as somebody having had too much and falling in. Ruben Hernandez, Hernandez who lives in Austin, said... The discovery of the bodies is concerning for those that use the trail to run and participate in water sports. We paddleboard in the lake. Dogs swim in the lake, Smith said. That is horrendous. The lake is dirty enough with all the seaweed and pollution. But I mean, to find a dead body, that is just jarring to think about. Last week, the latest victim was found on the north side of the lake. According to police, it was a woman... In 2023, all the bodies in the lake were men. I feel bad for those families because we trust the city to get to the bottom of things, Smith said. Sometimes they are taking the easy way out and saying it is not foul play because that is the easiest answer for them, but I think there is more to it. This summer, the city does plan to add nearly $1 million in camera and lighting. They need to do that because, again, there is a lot of people around here and it is not like it used to be, Smith said. And... KVUE.com says, hmm, police said the body was sent to the medical examiner's office for an autopsy after it was discovered. So, this is when they found it. So, this is February 7th, 2024. Austin, Texas. Austin police say that the body recovered from Lady Bird Lake earlier this week was a woman. During the Austin Police Department's ongoing investigation, police revealed Wednesday that the case is not being ruled a homicide. They also said a toxicology report is still pending. So, that will be the answer to that. Hmm. Um, First responders recovered a body from Lady Bird Lake on Monday afternoon. According to Austin-Travis County EMS, medics got a call around 1.31 p.m. for a body in the water. Officials arrived at the area along West Cesar Chavez Street near Buford Tower and found an adult dead at the scene. In an update, APD said investigators are not sure how long the body has been in the water, but they're unsure if the body had any wounds. Mm, Chilling.
1: Mm-hmm. willing
0: to come across something like that in broad daylight. Yeah. Um, so February 14, 2024, the Fort Worth star telegram news reports, and it traces the very first body recovered even further back, 20 months back. This source considers the discovery of Ricky parks in July of 2022 to be the first. He was 59 and no foul play was detected. According to inside edition and K. K-San, police came to the conclusion for three other cases between 2022 and 2023. Christopher Gutierrez... Kylie Thornton, and Christopher Hayes-Clark. Mother of Hayes-Clark, Regan Aparicio, says, Police are not trying to do anything. They just close the cases and deem the death undetermined, drowning, and move on with no answers, nothing for the families. Austin police say that while each incident has occurred at the lake, the circumstances, exact locations, and demographics surrounding these cases vary. The statement attributed... Attributed? The statement attributed... Mm -hmm alcohol, and the lake's easy access points to some of the drownings. In addition to the four men listed, police say two people, Jason John and Jonathan Honey, drowned accidentally. One death of 10 was a confirmed homicide. So at least one is a confirmed homicide. So Josue Moreno was shot while driving his truck and ended up in the water. In another case, Clifton Axtell's cause of death could not be determined according to KSan. police say most of the incidents occurred after 10 p.m swimming is illegal at ladybird lake according to the city the lake is a damned part of the colorado river in order here are the people who were found ricky parks july of 2022 christopher gutierrez december of 2022 josue moreno december 2022 kyle thornton december 2022 Jason John, February of 2023, Clifton Axtell, March 2023, Christopher Hayes-Clark, April 2023, Jonathan Honey, April 2023, Moga Dogdale, June 2023, and Unidentified Female, February of 2024. Sending love and luck to these families that there are more answers. These may all be unrelated cases, but not knowing what happened to a loved one is a horrible reality for some. Confirming anything won't bring them back, but may help with closure. As if someone is hurting people... And if someone is hurting people or drugging them for some sick game and using this lake as a disposal method, I hope they are caught quickly. Be safe out there. The days will be longer soon. Please do not risk being out on those trails in the dark. Be aware of your surroundings and watch your drinks. Please watch your drinks. Yeah. Not to victim blame, but oh my goodness. Um, We've got to prevent some of this risk because... I don't know. And with serial killers, they say there's a pattern or there's a thing like that they do to the same, you know, they do the same thing to every person, at least in one way or another. Um, so I don't know if this is a serial killer or not, or if it's a strategic thing that they're not leaving any kind of trace that it's the same person doing these things. Mm-hmm. But that is very scary that this many people have been found
1: in that spot.
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. Woo. So... Um, Second, but not any less important, is an absolutely shocking and twisted criminal case with an active trial right now at this very moment. They are in their third week of trial. So as I was typing this, the DNA and evidence is being discussed by forensic scientists on live court TV online. Listener discretion is advised as I will be discussing graphic and disturbing material, sexual assault, and violence. So I'm going to take it over to courttv.com. I came across I follow Court TV on TikTok, so this is where I initially heard of this case. So, this is crazy. So, stolen memory card center of gruesome Alaska murder trial. Posted 10:46 a.m. February 5th, 2024. Anchorage, Alaska. A woman with a lengthy criminal history including theft, assault and prostitution got into a truck with a man who had picked her up for a date near downtown Anchorage. When he left her alone in the vehicle, she stole a digital memory card from the center console. Now more than four years later, what she found on that card is key to a double murder trial set to begin this week. Gruesome photos and videos of a woman being beaten and strangled at the Marriott Hotel, her attacker speaking in a strong accent as he urged her to die, her blanket-covered body being snuck outside on a luggage cart. In my movies, everybody always dies. Ugh, so sickening. So the voice says on one video, What are my followers going to think of me? People need to know when they are being serial killed. Ugh.
1: What the fuck?
0: That was in the tape. About a week after she took the SD card, the woman turned it over to police, who said they recognized the voice as that of Brian Stephen Smith, now 52, a South African native they knew from a prior investigation, court documents say. Smith has pleaded not guilty to 14 charges, including first and second degree murder, sexual assault, and tampering with evidence. In the deaths of Kathleen Henry, 30, and Veronica Abuchuk, who was 52, when her family reported her missing in February of 2019, seven months after they last saw her. Henry and Abuchuk were both Alaska Native women who had experienced homelessness they were from small villages in western Alaska, Henry from Aik, and Abuchuk from Stebbins. Authorities say Henry was the victim whose death was recorded at the town, Townie Place Suites by Marriott, a hotel in Midtown Anchorage. Smith was registered to stay there from September 2nd to September 4th, 2019. The first images showing her body were time-stamped at about 1 a.m. on September 4th, police said. The last images on the card were taken early on September 6th and showed Henry's body in the back of a black pickup, according to charging documents. Location data showed that at the time the photo was taken, Smith's phone was in the area of Rainbow Rainbow Valley Road along the Seward Highway south of Anchorage, the same area where Henry's body was found several weeks later, police said. As detectives interrogated Smith about the Marriott case, Authorities said he offered up more information to police who escorted him to a bathroom. He had killed another woman and he went on to identify her, Abuchuk from a photo and to provide the location of her remains along the Old Glen Highway north of Anchorage. With no prompting, he tells the troopers in the bathroom, I'm going to make you famous, District Attorney Brittany uh, Brittany Donlop said. During a court hearing last week, he comes back in and says, you guys got some more time. You want to keep talking and then discloses this other murder. Alaska state troopers in 2018 incorrectly identified another body as that of Abuchuk because Abuchuk's ID had been discovered with it for reasons that remain unclear. But with the information Smith provided, investigators re examined the case and used dental records to confirm a skull with a bullet wound found in the area Smith identified, as Abu Chuk's um, authorities have said. Smith's attorney, Tim- Timothy Ayer, unsuccessfully sought to have the digital memory card's evidence, or even mention of it, excluded at the trial. The women. The woman who turned in the card initially claimed she had simply found it on the street, and it wasn't until a second interview that she confessed she had stolen the card from Smith's truck while he tried to get money from an ATM, and she had it for a week before giving it to the police, he said. For that reason, he argued, prosecutors would not be able to demonstrate the provenance of the 39 photos and 12 videos established whether they were originals or duplicates, or say for sure whether they had been tampered with. The state cannot produce a witness to testify that the video fairly and accurately depicts any act that actually happened, Ayer wrote. However, 3rd Judicial District Judge Kevin Saxby ruled late Friday that the woman can testify about her possession of the card until she handed it over to the police and that the recordings can be properly authenticated. Henry's family has not spoken publicly about her death and efforts to reach relatives have not been successful. Abichuk's family... Has not returned messages from the Associated Press. These were two Alaska Native women, Dunlop, then the assistant district attorney, said in 2019 after Smith was charged, and I know that hits home here in Alaska, and we're cognizant of that. We treat them with dignity and respect. Authorities said Smith, who is in custody at the Anchorage Correctional Facility, came to Alaska in 2014 and became a naturalized U.S. citizen the same month. Henry was killed became a naturalized U.S. citizen the same month Henry was killed. In a 2019 letter to the AP, he declined to discuss the case. He added that he was doing well. I have lost weight, I have much less stress, and I am sober. His wife, Stephanie Bisland of Anchorage, and a sister acting as a family spokesperson in South Africa, both declined to comment until after the trial.
1: Mm -hmm. The
0: uh, Yeah. The trial, expected to last three to four weeks, was scheduled to begin Monday with jury selection. Prosecutors had suggested the possibility of closing the courtroom to prevent the gruesome videos from being seen by the public. The Associated Press, the Anchorage Daily News, Alaska's News Source, and Alaska Public Media objected to any such move in a letter to the court's presiding judge. Afterwards, Saxby said he had no intention of keeping the public from the courtroom, but safeguards will be in place to prevent those in the gallery or watching the trials live stream from seeing them. Um, the videos, what they ended up doing was not showing the videos, but they showed, um, they aimed the camera at the people in the courtroom and showed the video. You can hear the video playing and it is gruesome and disgusting. And mm-hmm. you can hear them beating on her and talking disturbing like just saying disturbing stuff like it's just unreal um and the looks on their faces just say it all so yeah he deserves to rot for sure what do you think about that a criminal helping out in which good for her i mean it took her a week to go ahead and turn over the sd card but um, wow, that is
1: very interesting
0: it's so important
1: yeah. you know there was another thing I've heard of that, too, a uh, criminal helping in a situation like that, and it's just, it makes me laugh that, like, it, or it doesn't make me laugh, it just blows my mind that if you wouldn't have done that, like,
0: how do you, I don't know. I know. What are the odds, right, is? that she yeah. met up with this guy? Um, She was, I guess, working, because they put date in quotes, so... She, and that's why he needed, I guess, to go get cash out oh, to pay I her. See. Um yeah. But while she was in there alone, yeah, she, she took whatever was in there and that happened to be there. Jeez. But I mean, that sounds like s- not to be stereotypical. He probably shit himself but... when he was like, oh my God, where is it? What did I do with it?
1: Yes. But why would you, you not automatically think that bitch stole it? You know what I mean?
0: Right. Right. If that was the last time, who knows yeah. how long it had been in that center console. I don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, what are the odds of her stealing something so crucial to a case? Because right, right. there's nothing more solid than seeing the crime actually being committed. Um, right, some kind of snuff film situation. Mm-mm. So, um, so yeah, jury watches video of killer singing ACDC while killing woman, and this is a another court tv.com sure episode, or not episode, article from February 13th, Anchorage, Alaska, jurors knew the day was coming when they would have to watch the sadistic recordings of an Alaskan woman being savagely murdered on camera. Still, nothing could prepare them for what they would see and hear in that, that Anchorage courtroom. Brian Stephen Smith, a 52-year-old South African native, is standing trial after pleading not guilty, which how can he even plead not guilty? He confessed to the people like- right. 14 charges, including first and second degree murder, sexual assault, and tampering with evidence in the deaths of two Alaska Native women, Veronica Abuchuk, 52, and Kathleen Henry, 30. Using his thick, distinguishable South African accent, investigators quickly connected Smith to the crimes in 2019 after Valerie Kessler. It's spelled Kessler in some spots, but here it's C A S -S 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 E. L E R. So Valerie Kessler, a woman with a history of drugs, theft and sex work turned over an SD card containing evidence of Henry's murder. Smith's attorney unsuccessfully sought to exclude the digital memory cards. Good try, bud. Mm -hmm. Um, and even didn't even want it mentioned. Of course you don't, because hello. So Valerie Kassler's testimony was difficult to follow as the pink-haired woman fought back and forth with the defense attorney over inconsistencies about how she came into possession. And of course, they're going to pull that card because they're defending that right. scum like, really, and, that ax- doesn't and asking her, how reliable are you as a witness? Like, I hate that so much. Yeah. Um, she's a criminal, but she's not a fucking killer like he is. Like, jeez, please. yeah. Have some fucking respect. So he was he was really um, going over those inconsistencies about how she came into possession of the defendant's cell phone, which she said she took from Smith's center console while he was getting money out of an ATM to pay for a date with her. Kessler admitted she initially lied to police to protect herself and repeatedly fired back on cross-examination saying, But does the video lie? Amen, sister. Good for you. The memory card held 39 images, 12 videos extracted from the micro SD card by Alaska state troopers who forensically determined they had been recorded using a track phone on September 4th, 2019, shortly after midnight. The decision to play these in open court while publicly live streaming the trial was not made lightly by 3rd Judicial District Judge Kevin Saxby acknowledge the brutality of the crime and his duty to protect the constitutional rights of the victim and the victim's family and every person connected with the case that is a good point i mean to show the video means you know the possibility of any family or people who would relate to the victim or even just having to see a woman be treated that way i can't stomach the idea of having to watch but anyways it's important for the case so The videos and other images in general show a woman's final 35 or so minutes of life. They show her being strangled to death. She's obviously already been severely beaten by the point the videos are being taken and she's being tortured and played with while she's dying. And in addition to being robbed of her life, she's being robbed of her dignity. And I've concluded that I have a duty not to make that the court system complicit in that the judge ruled that the graphic content would only be seen by the jury and the audio played to the general public, which the audio is all I needed to hear. I didn't need to hear any of it. I mean, it's sick to even hear about someone recording what they've done to somebody, but to hear him actually talking to her like that is just so gross, just gross. As the jury entered, the cameras turned away from the large monitor centered in the middle of the courtroom and a graphic content warning image was projected on the public live stream. Detective Brendan Lee of the Anchorage Police Department introduced the horrifying evidence exhibits. One by one, Lee described the graphic images of Kathleen Henry naked and beaten on the hotel room floor, pausing to explain what the killer appeared to be doing as he took the photos and the inner. and the injuries sustained by the victim. When Lee got through the photos, he described the videos as the prosecution played them, pausing frequently to ask questions about what could be seen. Lee said the killer could be heard taunting the victim, saying, do people need to learn how to die these days? Oh, God. What the fuck? He, at one point on the clip that I listened to, was like, we've been at this for a few hours now. Like, what the fuck? I don't... And oh he my was, God. He's like, come on, let's just... He's, like, telling... He's taunting her, like, go ahead and die. Like, oh, my... Just sickening stuff. Yeah. The defendant, Brian Smith, attentively sat with his hands interlocked in his lap while watching the gruesome footage with the rest of the courtroom. Mm-hmm. One of the videos showed the man, Lee, described singing Thunderstruck by ACDC while toying with Henry, strangling her with a wire and saying... You live, you die, repeatedly, all the while the deep sounds of Henry's suffering could be heard in the background. God
1: damn it. That is... That... Mm-mm.
0: <sighs> Never going to hear that song the same way again, I Jesus know. Christ. Like, I can't imagine that being your last moments. He is literally a psychopath. Like, what... And, and the, the biggest thing, too, here is are these really the only two women that suffered at his hand? Because this really just went from zero to a hundred. I can't believe that. Mm -hmm. But the problem once again, with sex work not being legalized and having no protection is that all of these secrets are not going to be, I mean, we're lucky that this person who stole his SD card was willing to come forward because she was worried about getting in trouble herself. So when sex workers are abused to the point of needing to be hospitalized, they don't go. They don't want to spend their yep. money at the hospital mm-hmm. and be asked over and over, like, do you want to make a report? Do you want to make a report?
1: Yeah, I sure don't want to um
0: sure do. It's so awful. It's just part of, I just, it's sad with that lifestyle that they are just not treated as I can. Anyway, so the um, another key moment during Lee's testimony was his description of the killer moving Henry's lifeless body wrapped in a white sheet on a luggage cart to a black Ford Ranger with a white topper in the parking lot. After the prosecution finished direct examination, the defense opted to wait on cross-examination until after Lee's second round on the stand and the state's last witness of the day, Captain Bianca Cross of the Anchorage Police Department Homicide Unit. Captain Cross set the stage for Tuesday's testimony and the interrogation video of Smith, who was intercepted at the Anchorage airport during the investigation. Good. I wonder where he was trying to go. Jesus. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if they wouldn't have been able to find this guy and he at least he has like a distinguishable accent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um Yep, and that's how they did it. Uh, um but now that the investigation is really underway, they are releasing information on what was found in his home. So, over at Anchorage Daily News, um adn.com, homemade silencers and um Clorox latex gloves what police found in Brian Smith's home and truck. And this is 23 hours ago. That's when it was published this year, 2024. So Brian Smith bought beer and a phone from Walmart in the hours immediately before Kathleen Henry was filmed being strangled to death in an Anchorage hotel room. And Clorox cleaning products the day after, jurors heard on Tuesday. Smith is on trial for murder in the deaths of Kathleen Henry, 30 and Veronica Abuchuk, 52 in Anchorage. The trial entered its third week on Tuesday with testimony focusing on some of the physical evidence collected in the case as an FBI forensic analyst, a forensic dentist, and a pathologist and other experts took the stand. More than a dozen detectives... Police officers and forensic technicians have already testified for the prosecution. First to testify was a detective whom the judge ordered not to be filmed or photographed because he is currently on an undercover assignment. The detective ran through a list of evidence seized from Smith's home and truck, including black Adidas bag that included latex gloves, duct tape, and garbage bags, among other items. The detective also showed what he described as two homemade gun suppressors or silencers found at Smith's home. One was made from an oil filter. At Smith's Staubach Circle home, police also found dozens of digital devices, including SD cards, digital cameras, at least 10 phones, some smartphones, some more basic burner phones, thumb drives, and more. Anchorage Police Department Detective William Cameron testified. They recovered found laptops, cameras, and equipment to run GoPro cameras. Smith had told police he bought and sold electronics on eBay as a side job. Officers cut stained blue carpet from the basement of the Staubach circle home, sending it to the FBI's DNA analysis lab for testing. One of the stains matched Veronica Abuchuk's DNA profile, testified Kara Greger, an FBI forensic examiner. Jurors also heard about forensic processes used to identify the remains of both Henry and Abuchuk. a forensics dentist Um, used dental records from when the women were alive, comparing them to dental records from post-mortem examinations. Dental record identifications are extremely accurate because of the unique signature of each person's dental work and fillings, testified Lauren Gagliano, a consulting odontologist for the Alaska State Medical Examiner Office. The jury also heard about Henry's cause of death Norman Thompson, the pathologist who analyzed Henry's remains, said her body was largely skeletal by the time it was discovered on October 2nd, just a few feet away from railroad tracks near mile 108.5 of the Seward Highway. Because of the skeletal state of the remains, the postmortem exam did not show any did not show injuries that would explain somebody's death. He said, but he viewed the videos depicting strangulation and inferred absent bodily evidence, the cause of death. He said, Henry died from asphyxiation and the manner of death homicide. He concluded, which Mm -hmm. if that, um, if she didn't have an injury, that just means that's how slowly she was suffocated, which is just so horrible to think about. Mm -hmm. Um, Gosh. So Smith's defense attorney, Timothy Ayer questioned Thompson about the, Hyoid bone, a small bone in the throat that Thompson called a useful marker of trauma to the neck and is often broken in strangulation strangulation cases. Henry's was not broken, Thompson testified, but that, he said, does not mean she wasn't strangled. Um, The day closed with a witness who was subpoenaed to testify on Wednesday informing the court that he'd be invoking his Fifth Amendment right to remain silent and not incriminate himself. Huh. A witness. I wonder if he was involved in this somehow. He helped him do something. Prosecutors have said the witness is the person Smith called and texted in the hours after Henry was killed on September 4th, 2019. Smith even went to meet the person briefly at Forsyth Park on the Anchorage hillside between 4 and 5 a.m. on that day. The purpose of that meeting has not yet been explained to jurors. He was recording snuff films for people to buy. That is my- Oh my God. This is some dark web shit. He's from South Africa. Like this is what people forget that the U.S. is not the only place that has- Australia has some of the worst pedophiles and human traffickers ever. And so does Thailand. Not to, you know, criminalize everyone who lives there. If you're not a criminal, like if it doesn't apply, let it fly here. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Don't get offended. I'm just saying- Illegal shit for sure happens internationally and the U S knows about it. That's just how it is. So we're lucky that this is getting a lens on it, but I'm just sad that that guy can use his fifth amendment and not tell us who the fuck else is seeing these sick videos of real women being murdered. Like, yeah, because that is a business that nobody wants to talk about, um, which the focus is on, on the kids and the child trafficking and the horrible, um, child, you know, graphic material that's spread all the time um, on the internet. Ah <sighs> So that's the priority here, but people are still being hurt and viewed. And their dignity is being taken away by participating in that stuff, mm-hmm. which is just like goes to show like how many times has he done this? How many people does he know that are doing this? Cause these people trade, they have these little circles.
1: Mm-hmm. They,
0: trade, they, they spend money. He has plenty of cameras, all these um, storage devices to hold video footage. Yeah. Like mm, not cool. Not cool at all. So more, more will be revealed. Um, Sadly, one guy is taken out of the mix, but I doubt he's going to hand everyone over, unfortunately, whoever's involved in this. And if he called him after the crime, it's definitely to share the video footage, if not to help dispose of the body or get some guilt off his chest. Maybe that was his first kill. And he was running on adrenaline. He's like, I have to kill someone.
1: It didn't sound like it, you know what I mean?
0: Right? And then he had a bag. What for the next person? Like, are there people that they haven't yet found Mm -hmm. that he's already killed? It's just so chilling because this is twenty nineteen. We're talking about. It's already twenty twenty four. He's been in custody for a while, but I don't know what he had time to do. Especially if he noticed his ST card missing. And yeah. he, like, rushed to commit more crimes or something mm-hmm. before he got caught. And um, He was at the freaking airport for crying out loud. Yeah. So that is sickening to think about. But I am just thankful that um, Kessler turned over that evidence that was crucial to um, – it's just – it puts it on a whole nother level for some people. Like, you can hear about a crime and think he deserves to die. But to see him do that to people, I'm sure they – so – yeah, so that is currently going on. And um, head over to Court TV online to see any trial parts of the trial that you want to see. They have it full, just on there for people to watch. So that's good. In other news, the update on Ruby Frank, which we briefly touched upon a few times in recent episodes. She is the YouTuber who is um, on. She was on trial for her her child abuse that she yes. was doing. Um, eight passengers, I believe was her YouTube channel. Um, and her trial was wrapped up with the sentencing taking place as I typed this on February 20th, 2024. So I felt the need to include this update in today's episode, not sponsored. Thanks again to court TV for your content. You can see the full sentencing and at its beautiful 40 minutes online. So you can see Ruby Frank squirm and take accountability for her actions as well as countless other trials and in- News. So let me head over to NBC News to read what they sentenced this monster and her little, um, her little friend that she apparently was getting counseling help from in order to learn how to discipline her child. Mm-hmm. So Ruby Frank sentenced in child abuse case. The former YouTube family vlogger pleaded guilty to four counts of second degree aggravated child abuse in December, February twentieth, twenty twenty four. Former family blogger Ruby Frankie was sentenced to four one to fifteen year terms in prison by a Utah district court on Tuesday, ending a months long child abuse case brought against the mother of six. Frankie's um, business partner Jody Hildebrandt was also sentenced to four one to fifteen year prison terms on Tuesday. Both women will serve their sentences consecutively, according to Utah law. The maximum Aggregate sentence for consecutive terms is 30 years. The Utah Board of Pardons and Parole will determine how long Frankie and Hildebrandt will be incarcerated. During the sentencing hearing, audio of which was streamed on Utah Court's website, Frankie teared up while apologizing to her kids. I believe dark was light and right was wrong, she said. I would do anything in this world for you. I took from all from you all, that was soft and safe and good. She also addressed Judge John Walton and, and the courtroom. For the past four years, I've chosen to follow counsel and guidance that has led me into a dark delusion, she said. My distorted version of reality went largely unchecked as I would isolate from anyone who challenged me. Frankie and Hildebrandt pleaded guilty to four counts of second degree aggravated child abuse in December, several months after being charged with six counts of felony and child abuse. Frankie previously agreed to testify against Hildebrandt in exchange for the county attorney's neutrality in future hearings with the Utah Board of Pardons and Parole. The two were arrested in August 2023 after police found one of Frankie's sons emaciated with open wounds and bound with duct tape. He had escaped Hildebrandt's home to a neighbor's house. One of Frankie's daughters was found in a similar malnourished condition in Hildebrandt's home. Hildebrandt also gave a brief statement to the court on Tuesday I desire for, and uh, in parentheses as the children... To heal physically and emotionally, she said, one of the reasons I did not go to trial is because I did not want them to emotionally relive the experience which would have been detrimental to them. My hope and prayer is that they will heal and move forward to have beautiful lives. During Hildebrand's sentencing, Eric Clark, the Washington County attorney, said that she showed little to no remorse and that she repeatedly claimed that she is the victim and the children are the perpetrators. He also called Hildebrand a significant threat to the community. It could be argued that Ms. Frank... Frankie should receive a lesser sentence than Miss Hildebrandt because of her more recent willingness to cooperate with the state, Clark said. Attorneys for Hildebrandt and Frankie could not immediately respond to requests for comment on Tuesday. While Frankie is not an A-list celebrity, her case has become a public spectacle. Some online commenters say they feel as... It has helped bring renewed attention to a dark underside of family vlogging channels. And that is something we have not really touched on, but we've got a lot to say about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Frankie, her husband, Kevin Frankie, and their six children rose to prominence on YouTube where they had amassed 2.3 million subscribers to their now defunct channel, 8 Passengers. Frankie has... Frankie also frequently collaborated on controversial parenting and relationship advice videos with Hildebrandt. The Frankie's strict parenting style had previously led some viewers to report them to authorities. Frankie had also faced backlash for videos in which she refused to bring her, si- her then six-year-old lunch after the child forgot to pack food and threatened to throw away her children's prized possessions. Hildebrandt also faced scrutiny over her life coaching service, connections with an ex which soon, which some former clients described to nbc news as a program that isolated them from loved ones and destroyed marriages frankie who was held without bail since her arrest is pursuing personal growth and rehabilitation by apologizing to and trying to reconcile with members of her family the law firm representing her said in december Lawyers for Frankie said Hildebrandt systematically isolated Frankie from her family over a prolonged period of time, which caused her to adopt a distorted sense of morality under Hildebrandt's influence. In November, Kevin Frankie filed for divorce. Randy Kester, his attorney, told Today.com in September that the couple had been separated for 13 months at Ruby's directive. Lawyers for Frankie said at the time of the divorce filing that she was devastated by the news, but that she understood Kevin Frankie's reasoning and respected his decision. The statement also noted that she offered her full cooperation to help reunite their children with their father. Virginia Blanchard, who has been representing the children, and Kester, Kevin Frankie's attorney, did not respond to requests for comment made ahead of Tuesday's sentencing. He Did he really just opt out and act like he didn't know what was going on? Because what... Where is dad in all of this? That's like what
1: I was wondering, like where does it make sense? He?
0: Did he just check out because he didn't want to get in trouble, or he? I don't, I don't know. I mean, how can you not want to know what's going on? You don't talk to your kids and say, "How are you doing?" Like, oh, mom is just like starving us and making us do labor outside in the how hot sun. The like, fuck
1: did he not? Like, how do you just turn? How did he not get much. in trouble for that?
0: For being
1: <sighs> there, there me. parents. They get fucking, like, just for being mm. in the same fucking house, like, living yeah. in that same house. I don't understand. Some
0: people just really would rather turn a blind eye than get involved in something. They're like, oh, my wife's going to handle it. And if she's not, if she's handling it wrong, she's going to go down alone for it. Like, oh, what, where are the kids and all of this? Like, yeah, like, do you really give oh, a fuck about no. them? And then, like, that is just shocking. So, and with this whole thing with family vlogging where It took us forever to realize, like, us growing up, it wasn't our responsibility to really question it when, because we were the ones watching Nickelodeon shows with kids and loving it. But yeah. no adults were like, hey, are these kids being treated well? Or are there, like, perverts on the set? Or mm-hmm. are they being overworked and forced to work by their poor parents? Mm-hmm. Like, parents are treating their kids as a meal ticket. Now that we know um, what happened with the iCarly star, mm-hmm. McCart McCarth- McCartney? Jeanette McCurdy. Jeanette McCurdy. Forgive me. I knew that for a while and I blanked just now. But <laughs> um, but even back in back in the day, like I'm I'm just now seeing more and more people talk about how Shirley Temple like, oh, hello yeah. what is going on here? These are yeah. children. Anyways, so it's just weird, gross things going on with kids. And when and with YouTube, they don't have to be on a production they literally can make everything at home and put it online and yep. not to mention pedophiles who like watch that stuff like yeah 5000% yeah, that one oh people sharing their kids on social media hey and i'm not here to criticize it. you but free. Yeah. people save i've been seeing that people save there's like hundreds and thousands and millions of saves on tiktok of like kids playing or like it's supposed to be an and, and of course people like us that aren't perverts like we're like oh cute but um, other people are not seeing things the same way. They're saving it in t- in their little archives for later, if you know what I mean. Like that's sickening. Yes. Um, so we we need to just think a little bit more about who's seeing our stuff. Is is private really so private? Um. But well, yeah, these family it. vlogging channels really need to be outlawed. YouTube needs to do something about that because I don't know. I'm hearing a lot of stuff about um. They're just exploiting their kids on there and the kids don't make any money. They just want to make mom and dad happy, you know?
1: (sighs) Yep, absolutely. It's very Definitely
0: a form of child abuse. So Ruby Frankie, I don't know if she's being genuine when she says she had a delusion going on. I mean, if it's like a cult such situation, sometimes people join a cult and they're doing stuff to their kids that they didn't. I mean, you know, to bring up something you've covered before, um... La luz del mundo, mm-hmm. her sister, the sister situation. Like you never yeah. know what's gonna push someone to start acting. But I don't know. She really seems really evil. But I guess when you have support with from someone like that, and it's a little easier to do something evil like that. I don't know. Yeah. Mm, scary stuff. Yep. That's um, all it takes.
1: Is someone turning a blind eye, or someone.
0: Right, uh, saying this is fine. Mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. this is supposed to be like this, or you know, yep. like rationalizing yep. anything can be justified and rationalized. Just remember that, guys. Absolutely. Think a little deeper about. I do the it all effects. the damn time. Whenever I try to not spend money. <laughs> oh right, right. That's one way. And back to the serial killer situation, and even potentially Austin's situation is like these crimes. I mean if, if someone is like a psychopath or whatever, they say they kill animals first, what is going on with people just jumping straight to killing people?
1: Yeah. Like did no one is well, no one I reporting
0: would, weird behavior or Um, I would much rather them not kill the animals first. I mean, yeah, because they're harmless. I just heard about this woman getting sentenced about, which I'm so glad I didn't see this one. I might have, and it, it can't, went in one ear and out the other, but a woman set a raccoon on fire mm. in a dumpster and filmed it and put it on social media. She got sentenced um, to probation and I think mm, a little bit of prison time. No, they talked about it today, but uh, she's going to be a felon forever. Like she's a convicted felon now. That poor for baby. Doing that. She recorded it, dude, and then she took a picture of its charred remains no. and posted it again. No. But the judge went on to say that not only did she enjoy it the day of, but she went on for days texting, commenting back and forth with people. So she was really just living it up, having what? did. What she the did fuck? what is wrong with people so like i mean some people Literally. have a heart for animals before people because they are just harmless helpless creatures who exactly go by instinct they have no say in what happens so sad but uh she was let me pull up that, that I, I hate when i barely touch on something and i don't give the full so that way we don't have to talk about this ever again but um her sentencing happened today too. Oh, that makes
1: me so sad.
0: Yeah. And the video, he's just, he's just in the corner and he's confused. Like, so WFLA Sarasota. So this is in New York Sarasota woman who filmed raccoon burning alive avoids jail time. Oh, no, Florida, my bad. Not my geography getting oh messed up. Sarasota, Florida. Um, a Sarasota woman who was found guilty of aggravated animal cruelty for filming a raccoon burning alive and posting the video on social media will avoid jo- uh, jail time. God. Circuit Court Judge it, Donna M. Me. Yeah, people are like, people are really mad about this. But but her reasoning, I guess, kind of makes sense. Circuit Court Judge Donna M. Padar sentenced Alicia Kinchelow I don't care what her last name is. On Tuesday, two, two years of community control, followed by three years of probation. She what must also, control? I don't know, but that's what they wrote on here. i guess I'm
1: legit, like, crying right now. You just told me sucks. about gruesome, gruesome
0: ass, this murders. Is the, <laughs> It's it's It is weird. I mean, not to place value over lives a different way, but for some reason with animals, it's just like, wow, the cruelty that you need yes. to- Yes. To watch, not only watch that, but to record it and share it and be proud of yourself. Like, what a yes. sick individual. So and she okay. must... Um, two years of community control followed by three years of probation. She must also complete 45 days of the work offender program within 315 days. She must enroll in the thinking for a change course and an anger management course within 30 days. She must also get a mental health evaluation and pass it on the first attempt. Um. She... Uh, what? Uh, she will also have to, she just wanted to stack all this shit on her. And if she doesn't complete it, then she gets in trouble. So maybe that's part of her logic. Like, if you don't do all this within this number of days, you're going to get in more trouble. She will also have to perform 100 oh, hours of community service, good. but not related to animals. I
1: mean, she must also good, surrender. She's
0: I know. Been... She must also surrender <sighs> any pets and will not be allowed to own any moving forward. Oh, so that, that I agree with. Yeah, I can stand by that. that. Good, yeah if she fails to complete any of the programs and that's why she stacked them all against her like this she will automatically be arrested and sentenced to 45 days not long enough in the what? Sarasota Co- county jail so she stacked all this stuff against her hoping she doesn't get it all done so that she can at least spend a minimum of 45 days in jail
1: minimum
0: that makes me she was so conv- i know she was convicted in October of aggravated animal cruelty and tampering with evidence. In court on Tuesday, she read a letter that she had prepared before learning her fate. Oh, my God. Uh, oh I don't even want to fucking read it. Oof. I want you to know me for my good and humanity and not my bad moment. So therefore, as I address the court today in person, the very first thing I'd like to say is I'm truly sorry. No, I'm not. sorry for finding comedy and laughter. Oh. I'm sorry for my choice of words and extremely dark humor I had that day. This yes. bitch is not gonna. Ca- she's not gonna pass the 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 psych evaluation. That's for sure. Oh my god! I'm sorry that you guys were upset by oh. my choice of comedy. Oh, pretty Abby, much That's sick, right? I legitimately
1: would have jumped. People over. are
0: enraged. Oh yeah. I would I know.
1: fucking kill, Like, oh my
0: god, oh my god. Oh, some people really just are monsters. Um, she said she was going through emotional things the day of the incident, getting She's her mother's su. Oh, wait a I'm minute, stressed. getting her mother's suicide letters. She was waiting for and making decisions about getting a loved one some help. Maybe she, you know, maybe she a had a thought.
1: mental. You're gonna kill a fucking animal.
0: I know there's you're no excuse. Su- bad day. Mm-hmm her mom's suicide notes. Maybe she had some kind of mental breakdown and that was what happened. Oh, I mean, I don't have sympathy because yeah. uh, an animal died at her expense, but it's like, who knows? And that also um, could
1: have been a person. Like, what the fuck?
0: Exactly. If it, if there was a child in the dumpster, yeah, exactly. like, would she have lit it on fire? Something so helpless and cornered, it's not like it could have ran. Oh, that really drives me nuts. Yes. Um. I know there's no excuse to how I made things look that day. She said, all I can do is own up <laughs> for my mistakes pretty much this mistake has been by far the biggest lesson learned for me in my 31 years of existence she said I i can also tell you that never ever in my million years did i picture or dream of myself being the face of the world right now as a criminal and it's been eating me alive uh every second every minute every hour every day into weeks months going on almost two years since the day i posted those separate those two separate videos She said she hopes others can learn from her mistakes. Since the incident, I have chosen the path of God. I have been baptized and created new. I have met some beautiful people along the way. I do see a therapist and a psychiatrist. I've taken some classes willingly, not forced. I've spent every second with my kids. Oh, she has kids. And and, uh, And family as if it's going to be taken away from me. I'm not trying to look for excuses, your honor, and reasoning for my behavior in that video I made that day, but I really uh was really not in my right mind state of mind that day mentally and emotionally she said i was so hurt and angry and betrayed i just wasn't thinking at all and i'm so sorry that the world had to see me in that moment of darkness she said she is no longer that person and is learning to grieve and handle her emotions within the last 15 months i meant the most broken version of myself but it created the strongest version of myself the state recommended a sentence of five years in prison so i guess that's why the judge went for the other stuff because five years is even a slap on the wrist i don't know the defense Mm -hmm. attorney argued that the court process for the first time offender such as um Keng is itself a punishment and asked for no prison time but community control instead um which I don't know what that is Pedar said she has tried homicides manslaughters and sexual abuse of children and doesn't believe the sentence the state was requesting was pr- proportionate it does what? not honestly make sense um she said 5 years is not even enough for someone who just kills an animal and she's dealt with other stuff. It does not honestly make sense to the court based upon my experience, the mitigating factors, the remorse that I sense from you, your lack of record. It deserves punishment. There's absolutely no question about that. It deserves punishment, but I don't think the request was proportionate. Because of what you did, both before and after in recording it and publicizing it and putting it out to the world and the texts that were exchanged in the aftermath, it wasn't just one day for you. It was a series of days and it wasn't just one moment in time, Pidar yes, said. Yes. There was more, than, more to it than that. And it was a series of deliberate acts. You sealed your own fate. And when it comes to how the public will forever perceive you, you sealed your own fate when it comes to how the public will forever perceive you. Padar Mm -hmm. said one of the consequences is that she is now a convicted felon, meaning she can't vote, can't own a firearm. She will have difficulty if she ever has to rent a place to live. She also may lose some licenses, including the health in the healthcare field. Mm -hmm. All of that hard work you've done is most likely jeopardized for good. It was a vicious act and in kind, you have been treated viciously by members of the public and for whatever, excuse me, and for whatever motivates them, I don't understand that either. In August 2022, she posted a video to social media showing a raccoon stuck inside of a dumpster behind a restaurant, not showing any signs of aggression. The sheriff's office said, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office said, in the second video, she laughed as smoke wafted from the dumpster. The camera panned down showing the charred remains of the raccoon inside. Some people say, throw an apple with bleach in there, she said in the video, which went viral. We just toasted his ass. Who's hungry? Oh, my God. We? Was there somebody with her? Oh, my God. She then pulled the dead raccoon out of the dumpster and disposed of the remains, officials said. She said the dumpster was smoldering, and her and her father used a gas can filled with water to put out the flames. However, officials found that the gas can was filled with something flammable. The convicted felon status has how this and how this has gone out to the world will follow you for the rest of your life, Padar said. Gosh.
1: Yeah, she's a fucking idiot.
0: Way to end on a freaking high note. At least she was punished, but it's like some people were like, nah, she needs to she needs to get the same thing done to her. Like, of course everybody's like mad. But I mean, in the in the eyes of the law, I'm I'm assuming the judge did what she thought was best for the situation. I don't know. It right. is Florida. Florida's so, crazy. Yeah, it is. I don't know. Um
1: so but that is just this, very sad. That is
0: fucking terribly sad. It's
1: an innocent animal, so that was literally doing nothing but <gasps> trying to fucking find somewhere to sleep and eat. Like, mm-hmm. what a piece of And it was just
0: shit. broad daylight. Like, he was just in there yeah. with his little eyes. So yeah, you'll probably see that on TikTok, everybody. So now yeah, you've been warned, warned literally if you would like to skip. There will be a timestamp. I'm going to put timestamps for every story uh, in this so that people can start skipping certain segments if they so choose. It's completely up to them. Um, so I'll be putting a timestamp for this and a trigger good warning. For idea, good idea. Animal cruelty. Because yeah, for some reason, man. And I mean, you've been on horrible websites just like i have and for some reason in our older i guess because our frontal lobe is freaking developed we are far more sensitive to what is going on and what's happening than we used to be um i've seen a horrible video a while back that where a dog was tied to a tree and they just shot they just started shooting with like a machine gun in its direction oh my god i can't even when people tie animals up and then or put them in a confined space and then torture them you know that that's a fucking sick situation
1: oh that breaks my heart
0: when they could have just been in a loving home i mean some people claim like maybe the dog bit someone maybe like stop yeah, Stop I it! I give a fuck less. Like, why there did are moral you? <laughs> and ethical ways to deal with those situations. You don't yes. need to inflict harm and pain. Yes. Janelle Evans, Teen Mom star, when oh, she married David right. Eason,
1: yeah,
0: that was huge, and that's that's what got her or well, him mainly. And that MTV was still trying to leech her for some more money, so they kept her on for a little longer. But she's Stupid. officially off MTV. But the the little French bulldog uh bit. The little girl in the face apparently, and there goes David Easton dragging the dog outside, taking him out into the woods and shooting it. So, for oh my
1: god, yeah, oh my and
0: god. and you know, people do need to respect animals. Give us signs all the time, you know, that yes. they they have boundaries. We yes. need to treat them with respect. No bopping on the nose. No. Messing with its food while it's eating. Like we all need to learn how to respect and read body language um, from our pets, especially. Yes. But my heart does break when it's a family dog and you have a child and it's like, who's more important? You know, it's hard. It's hard. I'm not going to say how things should be handled. When people rehome their animals, does it hurt me? Yeah, it does. But if they have their reasons, then so be it. But it's not take it out to the backyard and shoot yeah, it like exactly. Jesus Christ.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, so exactly. He, that man just has evil in his heart, and that's how he took vengeance on that little dog. I swear that- to God. If it was
1: – if I were to ever have <gasps> kids, which mm-hmm. Lord, I'm not, but um, – mm-hmm. If my dogs bit the kid, I 5,000% would not get rid, of, Shoot know, the like dog. get rid of the kid
0: before the dog. <laughs> uh, right? I know. I don't know. I don't know. People have gone through this, so even our listeners might relate. I mean, I've brought it up time and time again, not to necessarily normalize it or make myself feel better, but just so that people are aware that I have a special case dog myself. I am not perfect. I am not a perfect dog trainer, dog owner. Um, but I do limit risks where I see fit. And if that means, you know, muzzling my dog or telling kids, you know, he's not friendly, please stay away. Or if a loose dog comes near my dog, it's, I'm out of luck. You know what I mean? So, um, it's up to the owner and that's just how it, how it is. I've been seeing people, of course, um, compare, uh, aggressive dogs to loaded guns and it is in the owner's hands. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's up to the owner to know what to do and how to be responsible. So I will, I will say I, I can agree. I can definitely agree. We don't yep. take it seriously until somebody's, which another case I just, saw. I need to really get off the internet because now I just keep bombarding you guys with bad news, but <laughs> a dog breeder was mauled by his dogs that he was breeding. Oh God! He was mauled. His girlfriend came over the next morning, and he was outside in the kennel. Uh, all his body was mutilated. He was dead, and there were, I believe, thirteen dogs. Which you're not supposed to really be having a squad of dogs, a pack of dogs well, like that yeah, together.
1: Like a, um, I mean, they turn into a literal pack.
0: That's what's going on. And they don't see, they blindly will just start attacking. I think that's what happens with my, my female Fawn. She, she doesn't pay it. Like if something pisses her off, she's going to snap because she's the boss and she doesn't even remember what's going on when she does that. Um, So I have to try to limit the stress and not make, make sure that she's not put into that situation where she's in fight mode and is blindly snapping around, you know? Right. Uh, But with this pack situation, it's 13 dogs and people were commenting about how, because with breeders too, like you have to have the right conditions. And if these dogs were not being fed enough, like. (sighs) Or if you were treating them like shit. Right, abusing them, yeah. um, because that's another thing too, which is what I. Hey, it goes back to people thinking they can spank their kids because fear is going to make them discipline you, you know, yeah, no. discipline them, and mm-hmm. it's going to work out. But when you hit your dogs, dude, yeah, they don't something's going to happen. Like, hello, they will get pissed off. They yeah. are not going to understand why are you hit. I'm hurt. I'm hurting. Fear will will I'm be the very first part of it. But and then you exactly, just
1: hit me. Um, It can
0: definitely become aggression. So I definitely
1: uh,
0: hope that people are aware of that in this day and age when the internet is fucking free. Um, Because like I said, I'm no better than anyone else. This is public information for anyone to learn. Let's just not say we're stuck in our ways, you know, just because grandma and grandpa spanked mom and dad. Like, come on. Yeah, how did how did that, how did that turn to out you? for you? But exactly, yeah. exactly. Not happen it's now. we've got to be learning. We've got to be learning. And I know people have no patience for this. They're like, "Oh, this gentle parenting bullshit. This is why our kids are getting I mean, I participation trophies and they're not they're not, not taking anything that. seriously. They're disrespectful assholes." It's like, okay, let's, let's dial it back a little and see what the bigger issues used to be and how gentle parenting is fixing some of those. Yeah, um, but you know, people are stuck in their ways. Good luck to them because this is a or, changing like, just world. Don't
1: have kids. You know what I mean? Like, if you're gonna, they think
0: they're right. They will. They will be like, I'll prove you wrong. I'll be the the first case that I'll beat my kids, and they will be good. Functioning adults you, that have nothing wrong with them. Why are you wanting to have kids so that you could like beat them? You know what I mean? Like, some people have authority have to issues, to be honest. I think the right. same reason why people become cops sometimes. I mean, I guess know? that
1: is true. Join
0: That's the military. True. They want to be in a frat
1: forever. That is true. I
0: and have authority over people. <laughs> so, yeah, people do things for the wrong reason or they do the wrong things for their personal reasons they believe are right. But, um, I don't know. Hopefully those days are coming to an end soon. I hope. I hope. That's why this, um, I can't call it a hate crime, but there was bullying leading up to the death of a child. Um, that's why that really does knock me back a, a, a bit because I was really hoping that these these next generations were not going to be hateful yeah. individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, but even teachers are talking about it, you know? Yeah they're overhearing these kids and what they think and how they think about women. And they're only kids. They, they are repeating what they're learning online. Parents, make sure you're watching what your kids are watching. Just check it out. You know, just see, just see what they're into because you never know what's going to happen. That mother that's uh, on trial because her son uh, did a shooting. Did you hear about that? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So now they're starting to hold the parents accountable. It's like you bought him the firearm. Like what's not clicking here. Yeah you claim he's mentally unstable and you bought him a firearm. What did you expect? Mm -hmm. So, um, nobody's, nobody's safe from the repercussions anymore. And that's, I think that's partially a good thing to be honest. Um, so with that being said, you guys, this one was a doozy. I will be having uh, timestamps in the, I'm so sorry, in the description for, uh, those who wish to skip a story or go back to a story. And, um, Yeah. Don't forget to tell your family, your friends about this podcast where you can listen wherever you hear your podcasts and uh, join our Facebook group. Give me the creeps. G I M M E the creeps. Uh, Join us on Instagram. See what we're posting and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you guys so much for all your support and welcome all of our new listeners. So did we make you cry?
1: Jeez, I know.